Welcome to Sheesh Fit, a celebration of good health and an examination of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Ashish Thomas. The most exhausting weighted leg exercise, in my opinion, has to be the Bulgarian split squat. There's a lot of different ways that you could perform the Bulgarian split squat. You can go fairly heavy. Uh, you can focus more on your quads. You can focus more on your glutes. You can also go weightless and perform this exercise explosively. If you're training for power, that's a fantastic choice and it could greatly benefit your vertical. But at the end of the day, the foundational mechanics for all of these variations remains the same. So if you're not familiar with the split squat, uh, it's a variation of the lunge where you have one foot resting on some sort of elevated platform and the other foot just doing the lunge movement pattern. Something I want you to know before getting into the mechanics of the Bulgarian split squat is that a bench, which is what typically most people use, will be a little high for many lifters to rest their rear leg. Using a platform that is too tall can negatively alter the downward mechanics. Try something below the knee height to get proper balance and ensure that the movement is efficient. Now before you start, you need to know where to place the lead leg. Oftentimes we go too far or too close and that makes the movement a little uncomfortable on the joints. So to avoid that, start by sitting down on the bench and extending one of your legs out all the way in front of you. If you take a look at where your heel is placed, that's where your lead foot should be throughout the movement. So you can mark that location with a small plate. After you get that location down and have your lead foot in position, place your rear leg on the bench and have some distance between the two legs to get the most balance. When it comes to how the rear foot should look, some people have their toes on the bench uh, but this can get a little uncomfortable and also lead to balance issues. Instead, you should have your foot flat on the bench and turned out slightly. If your rear leg is your left leg, for example, you should turn your foot slightly to the left. This optimizes range of motion and helps you balance a bit better. So after that point, you are in your starting position. While going down, you can make a few tweaks for different results. Staying as upright as possible while going down allows you to target the quads more effectively. But if you tilt your upper body forward uh, while still keeping your spine neutral, you'll hit the glutes more effectively. Staying upright makes knee flexion a more predominant part of the movement, while tilting forward involves more hip hinge. Either way, we have to go through a full range of motion and descend properly. To descend properly, maintain your spinal position and go straight down. If you're using dumbbells, go low enough to touch them to the floor if possible. Commonly, people make the mistake of leaning back into their rear leg, and this is done when the rear leg is too high, which I mentioned we could fix by using a properly elevated platform. Um, and when it's too high, lifters often experience a stretch on that rear leg as they go down. So yeah, using a platform with the proper height is essential to avoid that distraction. It's also important to get a full range of motion, and that can vary from person to person. 
if you're dealing with an injury, obviously you can't go as low as someone who has no knee pain. But a good rule of thumb is to have your lead leg bend enough so that it's parallel to the floor. Some people can go low enough to touch the dumbbells to the floor and that's great because if you're having a particularly intense set, it can be pretty hard to keep track of your range of motion. So it's good to be able to go all the way down because you know that you're hitting the full range of motion when your dumbbells touch the floor. If you stop a little too early, you don't have that feedback and you may not be doing consistent reps throughout the set. So by the end of the set, you might be doing cheat reps without even realizing. But as I said, some people can't go that low, which is completely fine. But no matter what our depth is, after we get to the bottom, we have to go straight up with proper mechanics. You don't have to lock out your knee at the top though. That could just lead to unnecessary pressure on the knee. And also keeping the knee slightly bent can maintain tension on the leg muscles. A common mistake when going up is when people, instead of pushing straight up, push up and back. So the dumbbells don't move vertically upward, they move kind of diagonally. This just takes away focus from the leg muscles and puts you in an unstable position. Another mistake you can make is, again, using the wrong height for the bench, which can cause awkward movement when going up. But after you complete all the reps for that one leg, you repeat the reps for the other leg. This is a unilateral exercise, which is always beneficial to include in a routine in order to identify and correct muscle imbalances. Here you can clearly tell if one leg is lagging. Correcting that issue can positively affect your bigger lifts like the squat and also prevent injury down the line. As I mentioned, there are many ways to do the split squat. You can use dumbbells, kettlebells, or even a barbell. Using a dumbbell or kettlebell requires more upper body involvement though. And that's because you're directly training your grip strength. That's a good thing if you are looking for a total body exercise, but it could be a limiting factor for those who are trying to isolate the legs. Using a barbell puts a lot of the focus back onto the legs, and I also find using a barbell to be less exhausting because holding on to heavy dumbbells for high volume sets puts a lot of strain on the body. Now added to the type of weight you use, you can also modify how you complete the repetitions. One key thing you can do is take advantage of pausing in the middle of a rep uh, to increase your time under tension. Another thing you can do is one and a half reps, which is when you go down halfway, go up halfway, go down all the way, and then go back up all the way. Whatever way you choose, you are bound to destroy your legs in a good way with this exercise. I think one important takeaway from my experience is that you shouldn't lift too heavy. You're already on one leg and like a lot of stability, so going very heavy can be risky and also minimize your gains because of the decreased range of motion. Focus on full range of motion and increasing tension through technique and leave the heavy lifting for squats. With that said, this can be a tremendous exercise for hypertrophy and if it's already not in your routine, I urge you to try it out.